1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the show where myself, Dan Selke of Winnerscoming.net, and Mia Johnson, editor of Dorkshead of the Forest.com, talk about all things pop culture, TV movies, nerdy stuff in general. We're talking dragons, we're talking space lasers, talking Game of Thrones, Star Wars, superheroes, Marvel, any and all things under this general umbrella. It's a big tent, and you're all invited to join us. And, uh, hey, everyone, if watching if you got a comment to say say it we'll see it we'll respond to it or you just want to sit back and stay in the show that's fine too hello julie good to see you and mia how are you doing this lovely wednesday in sunny vancouver bc
0: oh yeah we are enjoying canada aren't we that's where we are in the studio second week back hmm? i'm doing good i walked over here enjoyed the fresh air so i'm doing pretty well how about you <laughs>
1: I still love being back here. I love uh, being free. I love biking. I love uh, not being in my room 24 <laughs> seven. I like being out and about and I hope it stays that way. Cause yeah. you know, there are like those, uh, whispers of a resurgence of a variant, but wasn't that fun to say the variant? after oh. all the Loki stuff? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> It adds, a, it gives it a newer meaning, a nicer meaning, maybe <laughs> depending on how you look at it. <laughs> In any case,
1: yeah, things are going well, and we have some fun things to discuss today, including. We'll just get right into it. The, you know, there have been there have been there's been so much news about um, Game of Thrones spinoffs. Game of Thrones ended two years ago now, and they're building up the next thing. They're making one, but there's like this whole warehouse full of other ideas they're developing. Yeah, and it's still kind of unclear how many they have, how many there, how many they're kind of actively going forward with, how many they're keeping in the. In, in in the back pocket, but we got news this week via um, longtime Westeros correspondent, James Hibbard, who is like the man on the scene for the entire Game of Thrones, about a new spinoff being added, one being canceled. I will try and kind of uh, piece together what exactly it all means. I have a theory about how it all relates, by the way. I, okay. think, I, I, and I think I'm I i think right. Ooh, yeah. Okay. So, there's some good news and some bad news. with right, the bad news first. Um, As Julie says, yes, the Delta is so contagious. I think, you know what? We shouldn't make that of it. We shouldn't say the Delta variant. So, like, let's like Loki, that's fun. No, it's it's pretty serious. But also, I don't know if you're really sad and that helps you lift a bit of it. Maybe I can help you too. Anywho... (laughs) The Game of Thrones spinoff news is that they canceled one of the spinoffs. And by the way, Mm -hmm. just in case you're wondering, these, when I say spinoffs, I mean like ideas they were batting about in the office. Not like things they'd hired anybody for. It's not like these are, like, no one's losing jobs over this. Um, They canceled the Flea Bottom show. They were going to make a spinoff about Flea Bottom which is the poorest section of King's Landing. Mm-hmm. And again, like, apparently that was the one that was, like, least far along in the idea phase. And it kind of feels like it. Yeah. Because what was that show going to be? Like, I still have no idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember us discussing the possibilities and... It is kind of funny to be like, you know, all these shows or these ideas are dropping like flies, but it does sound like, you know, they were in a meeting, they had their whiteboard and they were writing down all their ideas. And then it's like, you know, little by little as you're dedicating more time to good ideas, the other stuff is just kind of getting crossed off the list. So it sounds natural. And it could have been a fun idea. Maybe they'll revisit it some other way. I still like to think that it was going to be
1: like a sitcom, like a cheers-like <laughs> oh, yeah. sitcom, but like in a <laughs> in a medieval tavern. Yeah. And there'd be like comings and goings, to like the wacky person who stops by the wacky clientele who kind of cycle in and they've put down their weapons and like the barman's like, you can't bring that in here, Horace. And like, fine, I'll give <laughs> him my mace, that kind of thing. <laughs> but we may never know. Anyway, what they've added is, or they've... I'll just tell you the whole thing, and you can tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the new one is an animated show about Yee T. Now, th- this is how you know that they're really trying to make a whole universe because <laughs> Yee is kind of in George R. R. Martin's mythology. This faraway culture on Essos, where Daenerys hanging off most of the for most of the show. That's based on the Chinese Empire, based on, like, different dynasties. Okay. Okay. It's pure background, though. Like, we never go to it. We never visit it. Like, it's mentioned a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're saying, let's make a whole show about it. Which does tell you that, like, they... You know you know they're trying to like find everything they can to build up like a whole universe about it yeah and I mean obviously they're making a show about ET which is based on Chinese Empire I, I think they probably want to get some diversity into the franchise yeah, yeah. you know they want to you know they want house of the dragon they're they're casting um, several black actors in those roles a show about a Chinese based Empire obviously you have a chance to um, hire people of Asian descent mm-hmm. I'm sure that's consideration yeah um, and that's what we know. Again, this is one of those things where like, yep, it would absolutely <laughs> nothing. Because there's there's, there, there, there's nothing there. I mean, yeah. there's like these sketches of like, this is what it's like. And there's like, George M. Martin loves myths. He likes like kind of making up sort of backstory, but he purposely doesn't fill it all out. Mm-hmm. So, and that's on purpose to kind of make a mystique. So, they could fill that in. What do you think of that idea, Mia?
0: I mean, it's really... I have no reason not to like it just because again, it it's like not a fleshed out idea and it's something brand new. I mean, it's animation Mm -hmm. and you know, this, like you said, Game of Thrones world that only, you know, briefly gets mentioned over. So we don't. I don't know how much lore there is in this world. I know how much story takes place. i on the
1: show at all. Like in the <laughs> books, they mentioned it a like few times. Okay. But I honestly don't know if i got one mention on the television show.
0: Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I like the possibility of them doing... Again, for me, it's going to be hard to wrap my brain around like this is Game of Thrones just because we've only had one show and we haven't had anything kind of branch out mm-hmm. in the way that all these other franchises are doing. So, it'll be interesting to see, like, I don't know if this is going to be, like, the anime thing or if it's just going to be an animated series, but I think they have what it takes and, you know, for for to say Game of Thrones attached to it. Right, right, right. Might be a bit of a challenge, but they'll, I'm sure they'll find a way to, like, bridge that gap. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's a good point, like... If you're trying to kind of expand this, what makes a Game of Thrones show a Game of Thrones show when there's only been one Game of Thrones show? Exactly. Like, what is it? Like, is it? And they have House of the Dragon, which has a lot of the things. It has, like, dragons. It has blonde Targaryen people. Mm -hmm. It has a lot of the same locations. The Red Keep and King's Landing and Winterfell and yada yada, like that, I guess. But if it's so far away, is it really... I mean, but then again, there's like, star, like what makes a Star Wars show? Like, you know, the Mandalorian goes yeah, from place to place. But yeah, Star
0: Wars has an aesthetic. They kind of have the same creatures and the same villains. And, you know, to me, like I was saying, Game of Thrones is very kind of medieval. So, like when we were looking at the Witcher trailer, it was like, oh, that feels like Game of Thrones because mm-hmm. those, all those themes are overlapping. So, yeah, like you said, the Targaryens are very familiar to Game of Thrones or kind of like with Star Trek, you know, if they're wearing the uniforms and, right. you know, those sorts of things, you know, it's... But to kind of take it out of Westeros or wherever and put it into this new series, it's going to be, like I said, interesting to see how they pull it off. Okay.
1: I do have a theory about how they're trying to link all these because some, like <laughs> a, a common thread has come up for me.
0: Is it going to be like a Thanos event or King the Conqueror? <laughs> no,
1: it, 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 it's not. It's much looser. So, okay. we'll, we'll see what Okay. So, we talked about the one they're making is House of the Dragon. That one's the one they're making. They're, they've got actors. They're filming as we speak. Matt Smith is in it. He wears a blonde wig. It doesn't work for him. I don't know. You'll find out. Um, in that, there is a character named Corliss Valerian. We've, we've seen him before. He's played by Steve Toussaint. He's an older um, black actor mm-hmm. who's playing the Lord of a Powerful House. Now, Okay. So, he's an important guy. He, he, he's big in that story. They're also making, or one of the ideas is a show called The Sea Snake, or the Seven Wizards, which is about him when he's younger, right? And he goes to all these far off places. One of which is Y.T. Mm. And now they're making a Yi-T show. I think they're trying to like backdoor in some of these things <laughs> through their next thing. Yeah, I think they want to introduce Dolores Valerian, who's going to have like, who's going to talk about when I was younger, I went to Y.T. And then they're going to have a show where he is younger and goes there. And then when we see the place, they're going to have a show about ET. I think it's part of a long <laughs> um, Kevin Feige-esque plan to kind of sew this stuff in bit by bit until until it like there's no tapestry yet. They're going to sew the tapestry, or at least yeah. that's their plan.
0: Yeah. That sounds plausible. It sounds to me also kind of how they are setting this this subset of like the Mandalorian cinematic or television universe where it's like you've got star wars but now also the mandalorian is its own universe so kind of how they were like okay we're gonna drop ahsoka in this so ahsoka can have this series and yes, very much you like know, that. yeah the rangers of the new republic so they can have a new series and all these other things so kind of like a little backdoor way to say hey you know this is here so then we can introduce it fully into the next one so i would i fully believe you know that might be the way they do it or somehow. i do
1: it I don't know if I like it or approve of it. I do see them. That's what I think they're kind of angling for, as Julie says, based on the GRM universe. Oh, totally, it, it, it's all in it. Yeah. And Julie not a fan of the animation, which yeah, I get. Um, hopefully, they'll be able to stand on their own. Like, you can watch one and don't have to watch the other. Because I mean, like Marvel right now, we'll talk about it in a second. But like, it, they are get, aren't they getting to that point where it's like it's starting to be like you got to do these to get the yeah. next one. Where it didn't Julie used to be like that as fully?
0: Yeah, I think once we kind of come to these movies that you know, Black Widow was supposed to be released last year, but you know, once we start getting to these real Phase Four movies like Falling Up, Past Loki and WandaVision, it's but like man, I'm the Doctor Strange. Yeah, all of, of those Park movies, you're all it's gonna, probably going like, to be intertwined. I yeah, I don't think there's going to be like a single detail where it's like, oh, you really, you know, you didn't have to watch any of the shows. I'm like, no, you had to watch the show. I don't want
1: them to <laughs> fail, but like I do a little bit, just like that <laughs> smidge.
0: It might blow up to a point, you know, at some point, you know, they just become too big that it, you know, it just sort of goes down, but I don't know.
1: As Nicole says, it's a rich world full of lore and possibility, but the longer time passes without any spinoff show to watch, the less attention Spanish I have mm. for D.R.T., especially these more outlandish ideas. I agree. And, yeah. you know, House of the Dragon next year, that's going to be their make or break a I moment. If that hits, it'll give them a new, a, new, a new lease on life. If it doesn't, we'll see what happens. Before we move on... Let me, uh, before we move on, let me um, show a, a brief break from a word from our sponsor, Manscaped. And at this point, I'd like to speak to the men in the audience and also the women who know at least one man. Um, winter has come and gone, but summer is here right now, which can mean heat, it can mean visiting beaches, it can mean sweat related discomfort. To help with all of these problems, Consider purchasing the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. This package comes with the Lawnmower 4.0, which makes removing body hair—body e- hair, I'm sorry—easier than ever, thanks to its cutting-edge ceramic blade. It also has an LED spotlight, and it's waterproof. So if you're taking a shower and the power goes off, no problem at all. And Manscaped has other fine products, such as the Weed Whacker, which takes care of your pesky nose and ear hair, and the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, which is like normal deodorant, but applied to a place where normal deodorant doesn't usually go. Um, do you, would you like these fine products for yourself? Simply get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off, plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. See you there. Okay. <coughs> Thank you to the five people at Manscaped for that advertisement. Yes. Um, anyway, Mia, I think you want to talk about, speaking of Marvel there, you had a, a uh, something to bring up. What is it?
0: Yeah, so... Hmm, we are really in the swing of, you know, it's the middle of the year now. We're kind of in this phase where we can release movies in the theater and, but we can also still release them at home. Um, we so can.
1: like Black Widow came out in the theater, also came out in Disney mm-hmm. Plus premiere access for 30 damn dollars.
0: Yeah. So what's been going on <laughs> is something interesting because, um, Black Widow's box office. This is the second week out his kind of it sounds like it's significantly dropped compared to the opening numbers. Doesn't
1: that always happen with movies though? <laughs> but
0: not Marvel. I mean, okay. yeah, the numbers will drop, but you you know, they're usually I think the the last couple of movies have been, you know, all like billion dollar box, box office breakers. Right. So all of a sudden to have this movie where um you know, it made a certain amount of money and then all of a sudden it falls off, especially with Marvel uh is troublesome. Now, OK, so <laughs> what's been going on is they have this it's the National Association of Theater Owners who are basically mad at Disney um, for what it seems like for having this hybrid, you know, release schedule where it's like you can see it in theaters. But if you want, you can also see it at home. Um, so shall we read one of their quotes? Um, Let's if see. I, I I leave it to you, man. if you dare. <laughs> okay, so they first, they put out, the, it's kind of like an angry letter. They said, despite um, assertions that this pandemic-era improvised release strategy was a success for Disney and the simultaneous release model, it demonstrates that an exclusive theatrical release means more revenue for all stakeholders in every cycle of the movie's life. Um, And then they went on to say, piracy no doubt furthered Black Widow's performance. Um, It'll affect future performances in international markets where it's yet to open. So they've seen this with other movies like Wonder Woman, Godzilla vs. Kong, Curl of Mortal Kombat. But it didn't happen, they say, with movies like F9 or Quiet Place. So they're wondering how much money was lost by piracy, and they're wondering what could be done about Disney, basically you know, grabbing their pitchforks and being upset at Disney for losing the money. Oh, no. But Disney is not losing
1: money, of course, through all of this. They did make a lot of money through the Disney Plus Mirror Access thing on it, too.
0: Yes. Yeah. And so, what's been going on is that when you release things on your own platform, you get to keep all of that money. You don't mm-hmm. have to split it 50-50, you know, with AMC or um, whoever those these theater companies are. So... I'm like, I don't know where I... That's cool, I know. (laughs) I Okay, here's the thing. I realized because I remember us having early conversations and I was like, you know, as soon as the movie theaters are open and we can start going back, I'm like, I feel like I would want to see movies in theaters. I've been a hypocrite because with all of these movies that they've listed, I've seen every single one of them at home. Why? Because I can and I don't want to go out right now. (laughs) So it's like I get where they're coming from, but it's like, yeah, as long as people are putting movies out at home, people are going to see those movies at home. Uh, So, (laughs) What what are your thoughts on this, Dan? I think theaters need
1: to embrace annihilation. Um, I mean, not quite, but okay. So their claim is that, if we release movies in theaters, then everyone will benefit. You know who won't benefit? Us. Okay. <laughs> what about us? Why don't we matter? Like, yeah, they're probably yeah they will lose out of money if if people if Disney uh, Warner Brothers keeps releasing movies straight to streaming services, mm-hmm. theaters will make less money. Yeah. That's probably true. Studios will make more money, and people like us will have more choice. At the end of the day, I am for a move that benefits customers, Ooh. and I am a customer. So, yeah, you you are going to adjust motion picture association or whatever that thing that was. <laughs> um, it's going to change, and it's going to be new models, technology advanced. You know, give us something new. Give us smell-o-vision. Bring that back. Like, um, <laughs> find ways to bring us in. I mean, I still... I mean, like... The, the, those movies there I mean it's in for everybody like the ones they mentioned like mm-hmm. I wouldn't have seen one I probably was, I probably would have seen Wonder Woman in theaters if it was out I wouldn't have seen it after I saw it. I would have been mad because I would have gone in saying it sucked <laughs> yeah. and then didn't like it um I would have seen I didn't think a Delphus Kong at all and, I know, watched Mortal Kombat at home but like that I would not have watched that in the theater
0: exactly that's the other thing is like okay I'm seeing movies that I normally would not have seen in theaters and I feel happy <laughs> that I didn't spend money on things like Mortal Kombat or like Wonder Woman. Even though I was in the middle with that, but mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm so glad. Or like Space Jam, and we'll talk about that too. I was I like, I really Space didn't Jam. want to spend money on that. Of course, you're paying the price of your <laughs> no. subscription, which, you know, is $16 a month, $9 a month, whatever it may be. But that's one thing. Um, my other thing would be though, I think the only way to remedy it, because I do get that they're trying to say, you know, this is our industry. It's been around for many, many decades. And it will still and be around. It will and but it yeah it will have to look different. I can the only thing I could suggest is maybe doing a delayed release. This would now this would be. I
1: think they are going to start doing to bad.
0: try right to try to favor movie theaters where you release it in the theaters first, and maybe a week or two after mm-hmm. is when it. Is on streaming. Have it on streaming for a month. Take it away, and then a couple months later, it's free on streaming. It's complicated. That's basically, like
1: what HBO Max is doing, except they do it day and date. Like exactly. They just like delay it by a couple of weeks. They put it out there on mm-hmm. HBO Max for a couple for like a week after. Have it for a month, and then take it off. That that's more or less what they do with that one caveat. That's not day and date.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. The day and day, I think really makes it because it's like most people are going to be talking about that movie the first week, maybe the second week. But as with Black Widow, it's like. You know, not really so. Also,
1: one other quick one before we move on. And we, I mean, we have some good comments <laughs> here that I yeah. want to respond to. But, um, okay, the pandemic is not over, people. I mean, we were just talking about about the Delta variant, the Loki Delta variant, and how it is more contagious. It's spreading a lot. I mean, there are still millions of unvaccinated people. Like, it's still not completely safe. Yeah. And so, really, any any move where, where people are like, oh, we should do it because more money for everybody. Like, less life for some of the mm-hmm. people. And again, you'll still get money, but we... Disney will get more money than you do. Yes, it's going to be an adjustment, but we will benefit. We will be able to save more money exactly. and make more choice. That is, that's what I'm mostly yeah. behind. And then... I'm going to go... Back to the theaters. Uh-huh. I, I've been back to the theaters since since literally before the pandemic, because, because nothing's really inspired me to. Yeah. I am going back for The Green Knight in oh, a couple of right. weeks. That one looks good. <laughs> and I, see, if it's good, if it's good, I'll go see yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wasn't going to watch freaking Mortal Kombat in a theater. <sighs> but like, okay, fine. I guess I'll watch it at home. Mm-hmm. My part I partner wanted to watch it. I wouldn't have watched it at all, frankly, if I'm... <laughs> um, <laughs> I will go back for Dune, I will go back for The Green Knight, and anything else looks really good, I will go back
0: for. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just going to say, and then we could read the comments coming up, that what you were saying, yeah, as I think about it, the timing does seem really, really like... I would say the S word, but really, really bad. You know, to be like, you know, we have, we're still in the midst of this. It's much different than last year in many, many ways. But for them to be complaining now, when there are a lot of things, like we said, Comic Con still is virtual and all these other things. I'm like, why would you? Yeah, I'm like, why? I can see if this were next year, maybe things are much, much better. And then they're like, "Hey, wait sure. a minute! You know, you've taken this out of out of hand." I think Warner Brothers too was like, "Well, we're only going to do the hybrid release for a year, and then we yeah. should be back to normal." So that People yeah,
1: will put pretty much anything on the line <laughs> if they stand to lose money. I really believe that. Yeah, like almost everything else goes out the window. It's like our profits are down. Pack them in the theaters. I don't care. We could have exactly. like the Black Plague 2.0 going on. Just do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Um, and that's and that's a problem that I'm not sure where we're equipped to solve but um, I am on I'm on Disney side on this Ooh, one wow Just what weird. a
0: rare I gotta record that and caption
1: oh it's save it's, it it's recorded Gif it up <laughs> um, okay Nicole says love having the option to stream major movies at home and I hope it continues the price for two at a movie theater nowadays is about 25 bucks yeah with like all the concessions. So, add a drink and popcorns about the same price. Plus, I can pause or watch as I like. Mm. I agree, Nicole. And as Julie says, love those popcorn table. Can you, pick, can you pick her up and show us to us, Dan? He's like, can Julie? <laughs> My
0: favorite is I don't know. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh god.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, we got some Game of Thrones pops here. My favorite will always be Cersei on the Iron Throne. She just looks right there. I think. Although we're, we're making some like new pops in here soon to uh, reflect the diversity of topics covered here at the Take the Black Live program. But we'll see. Maybe not. Yeah.
0: Send yeah. us some suggestions, some fandom suggestions. Oh. Lord of the Rings, Marvel, Doctor oh, Who.
1: That's a great point. Yes. What pops or props would you like to see on the show? Give us your suggestions. Or if you want to see the same stuff, also great. He also says, there's still something special about going to the theater, but there's a lot to be said about same Safe too. Oh, completely. I love the mm-hmm. theater. And I am looking forward to seeing the Green Knight in there. But, um, I like choice. I think choice is a good, like an, an unambiguous good mm-hmm. yeah, and I now. want to keep it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll go to the theater. I'll stay home. As long as I have the choice, I'm happy. and yeah. I don't like trying to take it away from me.
0: <laughs> I do think I, uh, Jungle Cruise might be the next movie. I, I like purposely didn't request a screener cause it's like, it's a Disney movie. It's probably not gonna be the greatest movie, but I would like to see just something, you know, this year.
1: You've seen the that meme with The Rock where he has like four different screens. him wearing like a kind of a khaki tan shirt. It's like these are four different movies. <laughs> yeah. Which it is. He loves that khaki shirt.
0: I mean, I, those movies haven't filled me yet. So, I guess that's why I'm going to see it. Oh,
1: it's true. I mean, yeah. he's always good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some actors just they have a type and they know how to play it and they stick to it. Exactly. I think he is one of them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Oh, the
1: rock. Uh, moving on. Beyond Game of Thrones, beyond Marvel. We also got some quickly, like today, mm-hmm. we got some hot new dish on um, Amazon's giant Lord of the Rings show that they are spending $465 million in the first season alone. We're getting a lot about a price, by the way. Like The Last of Us, they're spending a, 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 a whole boatload on. Lord of the Rings spent a whole boatload on. There's probably a topic in that somewhere, but that's not this. Um, it comes from the one ring.net, which is like the OG kind of like fandom site. Like they <laughs> are an inspiration to winter is coming. Like they were covering Lord of the Rings back when those numbers were coming out 20 years wow. ago and they were great. They're so good. And they're still like going strong for all these years. Good for you. The one ring.net. Love you. So these are kind of room, you know, they're not confirmed by Amazon or anything. Jeff Bezos is too busy. Like I know shoot himself into space. Yeah. You want to call it that. <laughs> um, yeah. But they are intriguing. I thought I'd just go through them quickly and geek out for a second about Lord of the Rings. I like to get a little Aragorn guy, I think, there. Um, Okay. So, the crew, the show is sharing some crew with the Wheel of Time, which is Amazon's other giant fantasy swing. Which is, they have both boggles mind just a bit, but we'll see how that goes. Um, It will adapt parts of, this is just cool to me, the Silmarillion and Unfinished Tales to very... Notable J.R.R. Tolkien works that cover the extensive backstory of Middle-earth and Lord of the Rings. I mean, Tolkien's a serious guy. He writes, you know, he made up his own languages for stuff. Mm-hmm. He has all these very lyrical, studied... It kind of reads like the Bible, honestly. Like the kind of like very totemic uh, books that he wrote. And yeah. they got the rights to them. Going to adapt parts of them. I'm excited to see that. Because, I mean, honestly... Doing your own thing in the Lord of the Rings universe is kind of dangerous because it's such a specific way it's written and depicted that, like, when you go outside the lines, we can tell. Or at least I can tell. (laughs)
0: Like,
1: I I, I remember those Hobbit movies. Oh, okay. And, like, you knew when they wrote those lines and when those lines came from Tolkien. Like, there were some clunkers in those movies.
0: Damn. (laughs) I'll take your word for it.
1: But, the similar, you know, it's good to know that they have access to the source material. Mm-hmm. Uh, there will be nudity, as we, we talked about this. Yeah. Like, does nudity belong in Lord of the Rings? It's, it's so not sexy. Um, but it won't be in a sexual context. It'll be maybe even worse. Apparently, it'll be like uh, they're being tortured, the elves, and turned into orcs. So, like a, a horror of war kind of context. So, they're going dark. Um that honestly sounds a bit much too yeah. for different reasons.
0: <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> oh just boy. don't
1: have it. And Nicole, I'll get to your comment in a second because it looks excellent. Oh wait, we we, we we already read that. <laughs> um, and Sauron won't appear into for in season one. You know Sauron, right? Big Dark Lord, giant helmet, mm-hmm. giant mace, love lo- loves jewelry, loves making himself. <laughs> yeah, famous. loves
0: his bling. So he won't appear in season. one. It's just one. cool
1: to um get some information on this giant show that for how expensive it is, we've had very little info about it, which is a little bizarre.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As you mentioned it, obviously I'm not as tapped in as you've been with this. So, um Interesting to see these details. I think for me, like, this is the kind of stuff that just goes way over my head. So I'm like, okay, once I get kind of more maybe of a synopsis or maybe once I get a trailer or the photos, that's when it'll start oh, sure. all coming to me. But I mean, it, it it it's exciting to get these details. The nudity is a little... Questionable,
1: yeah. That one's like good news, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's not sexual nudity, it's What's torture.
0: Yay. Like, uh, okay. I can see if they wanted, like, you know, if it's Game of Thrones or something, if it's not one of those scenes, it's like, oh, somebody's getting dressed or somebody's taking a bath. Like, I get it. If you want to be a little adult in that way, fine. Uh, this is a whole nother level, so I don't know how that'll turn out, but though. again,
1: it, it's it's it, it always feels like it's early days with this show, so we'll, we'll keep her ear to the mm-hmm. ground. And if Julie says, yeah, swap, swap the pops around, show lots of different ones. Even yeah. Star Wars, if you must. I will fight against having a Star Wars. Probably if it's up to me, but we're, we're going to argue against it. I have my plans, It doesn't include Star Wars. Like, we have <laughs> three spaces. One of them's got to be Game of Thrones. Right. I, I want Cersei to stay. And then, um, think like a Lord of the Rings person. Okay, maybe a superhero. I don't know.
0: Okay, that's fine then. I we'll think see. that
1: works. Maybe we can work it them out though. Maybe we gonna have to, like, We need things. me a representation God, at we least one. Like, what if we have like a giant cache of them, and we just like pick the three <laughs> that are appropriate for the episode every time?
0: Ooh, I like that. We've got like a pop vault. There's like a, a closet right there, and we'll just it'll just be stacked exactly. sky high with Funko Pops.
1: <laughs> we're going to, now that we're back, uh, the our imagination for props and sets is just yes. going to go, is going to rocket. It's running wild. And finally, well, not finally, second to finally, Um, in general, we're going to talk about what are we watching? Da, 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 what are we watching? Time to talk about things we see. Dunno. And whatever you're watching too, feel free to tell us. In the comments. I mean, I'm watching my UTV shows. The one new thing I thought was worth talking about briefly was... Have you heard of the Gunpowder Milkshake movie oh, I on have. Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, that's... So, this was an action movie starring... Oh, Sir so St. Lannister starring Lena Headey oh. as an assassin and her daughter, Karen Gillan, as her daughter assassin, mother-daughter assassin team-up. Oh. Um, and it was fun. It, it, it's, it's a tight action movie that has... A lot of visual flair to it. I loved the colors. Everything is very like primary and bright. It's one of those movies that kind of exists in its own little like kind of off-center universe, like where it's like it's our world, but like nobody does these things. <laughs> yeah, like there are scenes in like v- video rental stores and like there's a big one in a library and oh. like a fifties diner and like these don't things That's aren't really fun. around. It's more like because the director thinks they're cool. But I like that. It's like, you know, it's a created, crafted world that only exists in a movie. Got It, it. It's a very movie type of movie, which I do think holds up, although it's a, you
0: know what I mean? A movie type of movie. you mean Like yes. creative and that you know, like, sort like of...
1: Like a Quentin Tarantino, David Lynch kind of thing where like they're not trying to show you life as it is, you know? Okay. They're Wes Anderson yeah. sort Oh, of. yes. Wes Anderson. Very like they're trying to give you some kind of elevated thing. I like that. In this case, an action thing. So, there's like John Wick in there. There's Jackie Chan in there. <laughs> um, and the action scenes are, are good. I liked them. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't like the, the most brilliant I've, I've seen in the world. I think the ones in Warrior are frankly a little better. But they were very inventive. And um, the biggest selling point about probably the cast, like Karen Gillan, you know, yeah. Marvel, Doctor Who, veteran, Nebula, Amy Pond, right? Mm-hmm. That's like a Who character. She holds it down. She is good. Lena Headey is always um, bringing it, always brings the, the presence. And then they cast Carla Gugino, Angela Bassett, and Michelle Yeoh as like kind of the three
0: oh, gun, like,
1: gun running family who are like on their side and fight with them. They were all great. Because those are like three action icons on their own. Yeah. And clearly this guy, the director, like just, I think he just, it feels like he made this movie to highlight sort of these actresses and like kind of give them juicy roles to their teeth into. And it, and, and again, the action was just a lot of fun. Like, I love Michelle Yeoh from way back from Catcher Tiger, Hidden Dragon. She has like the best fight choreography because she was great in that.
0: Wow, she like, in that been, wasn't oh, she was in that, wasn't she? Oh, she was. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. That was like her big blow up, I think. Um, they just do a great job. It's not a deep movie. It's not like, you know, you, you, you're not going to watch it and awaken to a new truth of the world, but it was fun. Okay. And I like a good, um, pulpy action movie where they're just, they know they're a pulpy action movie and and, and they're not trying to do more than mm-hmm. they are.
0: Did that have a famous director?
1: Oh no. It's like a pretty new guy. Okay.
0: Okay. Wow, yeah, I thought it was I've heard so much about it, I thought it was like one of those like I don't know, I wouldn't imagine who would be attached to this, but
1: I recommend it, Nicole. I mean, like it's it's not great. Like I saw like the the Panobator was like at sixty percent and I was like, that's about right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you like that kind of thing, it's good.
0: That's cool. That's awesome.
1: As Julie says, watching Australian Survivor, loving it, and waiting for Britannia, not long now. Yeah, I know Britannia is coming back. But it has a, quite the following in terms of, speaking of like kind of Game of Thrones medieval offshoots. Mm. Even ones that are kind of flying Britannia. under the radar, like Britannia.
0: Britannia. I hope it's going well. <laughs> Me too.
1: Anything you're watching? More?
0: Yeah, I um, watched a movie that is bound to be nominated for Best Picture, <laughs> which is. <laughs> Which is Space Jam, A New Legacy, starring um, Bugs Bunny and famed basketball player LeBron James. Oh, my goodness. And Tweety Bird and, <laughs> and Daffy Duck. Tweety, Daffy, Lola Bunny played by Zendaya. It is, is. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. It was, you know, I came into the movie a little kind of with my chin up and I was like, this is never going to beat the original or, you know, that nostalgia is there with the Michael Jordan movie. So I I really didn't know what to expect from this movie. I will say by the end, I was pleasantly surprised. I'm sure a lot of people, I'm not saying this is like the best movie or this is like really, really great or, you know, it's a Marvel level movie. I just think I enjoyed it enough to be like, you know, I'm glad I sat and I watched Movie. Um, it, it's kind of, so it's, it's kind of, you know, riffing off of the first movie. It's like LeBron James has this son and his son doesn't want to play basketball. He wants to be a video okay. game builder. And so there's something this whole other thing about Don Cheadle plays a, like right. a sentient algorithm and he wants LeBron James to be in his next project for some reason so he kidnaps right. LeBron James and he's like okay I'll release you and your son if you play a game of basketball with me in this virtual world um, the one thing I did not like about this movie is Warner Brothers was just could, they could not stop talking about themselves in this movie um, because they're just it's the first half of the movie. Because
1: watched the Lego movie? <laughs> To you and they it like that's that. what
0: it sounds like it it was just back to back we got to include this so we got to include that and we got to make kids say hey i know that thing when half the time <laughs> i'm sure there's like an austin powers reference there's like i think casablanca um the matrix i'm like yeah kids will definitely love pointing that out and being like <laughs> i love that thing <laughs> So that was my one like really big hang up. But otherwise, I really Don Cheadle was really awesome in this. He deserved oh, that horrible. Emmy nomination. This makes up for it. Oh right. <laughs> for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I think the most creative part was the whole basketball game that they had. That was really fun. And visually I have to give it up to them. It was really oh, sure. visually stunning and they had a lot of creative moments so lebron james acting was not great the references was were overkill. better or worse than michael jordan it was worse i oh, thought okay. michael jordan was fine if you watch the original he was ca-
1: charles barkley was pretty funny
0: charles Barkley is funny he can't he charles barkley is a terrible actor i'm sorry i've <laughs> i've met him before i would not say that to his face but like on <laughs> snl it's always bad, but it's funny. And but, like, he's <laughs> the one
1: they booked, though, because he has some comic timing, I always thought of bit. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's 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 funny in that way. I think that's what's um, enduring about that. But, like, yeah, in the original movie, Larry Bird was paired together, I think, right, with uh, Bill Murray. Bill Murray carried those scenes on his back. It was painful. So, this time... <laughs>
1: you know, I mean, like... Like it shot?
0: No, the professional basketball player is not an actor.
1: He could not measure up to Bill Murray. No,
0: but I'm saying it's like the the gap was that wide. So I think this time they learned. They had some other um, athletes oh, yeah. who I did not know next to Anthony Davis. They knew really not to like give them those lines and give them as sure. much screen time as the last one. So that's me rambling about Space Jam. I think I almost liked it better than Black Widow. I was like, if I had Ooh. to choose a movie <laughs> to watch over again, it would be Space Jam and that says a lot.
1: <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not sure it's an insult to Black Widow or, or just high praise for Space Jam. I'm glad you... <laughs> kind of enjoy Yeah, 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 yeah. As Nicole says, We're gonna watch Ted Lasso this Friday. Oh that's and right. And Nicole again, I, I am getting another Ted Lasso train. We just need a, a minute. My plan is to finish watching um Ru- RuPaul's Drag Race All Star Season Six on Paramount Plus, then cancel that, and then get <laughs> Apple TV Plus. Yeah.
0: I just got the message that... Then I'm
1: all over Ted Lasso.
0: Oh, man. My Apple TV Plus subscription is about to run out at the end of this week, so I had to cancel it all day. You canceled it? Um, I think... Yeah, they won't let me... It was supposed to end on July 28th, like the free trial. And I was like, just cancel it now because I don't want to like forget. And then they charge me for a month. I was just like, no, it's done. It's over.
1: Fair enough. So, you're not really... Did you ever
0: watch Ted Lasso? No, I don't think I watched anything on apple tv plus so okay. yeah <laughs> except for there were a couple of screeners here and there i think that's about poorly it
1: poorly spent okay
0: no, no no i got it for free oh right, with right. my with my new apple device so i didn't really have well, to worry about to that
1: and anyway finally i'm also watching drag race always am that's um, fun. oh my god it's so everyone home was a scandal and for the winner i'm gonna go with raja o'hara Ooh. but i don't know It's it's a great field. What a choice. Um, Okay. Anyway. Ooh,
0: ooh, I will say there's a making of um, the Loki series that just came out today. It's called I think it's like Marvel Assembled. Like that. I'm looking forward to watching that. And there's a Disney Parks kind of like show as well on Disney Plus about the making of like Star Wars Land and all those things. So I'm excited to watch that.
1: And I'll shut up. (laughs) Okay. And finally, (laughs) our final section. We're going to do what we call the Wick News Lightning Round where we go through the latest and greatest and hottest news stories and just try to give our takes on them in 20 seconds or less because your time is valuable. So is ours. We're not going to waste it with long, drawn discussions, at least not any more than we already have. So, okay. Are you ready, Mia?
0: All right. I think I'm asking the first one. Yeah, I
1: think yes. All He's right. It's go back and forth. You ask the first one, then we go back. Cool. All,
0: All right. right. Dan. So, filming begins on the Wheel of Time Season 2. Once go. again,
1: like Season 1 isn't even out yet. This is a giant commit to Amazon, a giant fantasy show that's spent a lot of money on, and it just shows you the economics for it. now. Like, you're out for a franchise, so you, are, so you want to build out like multiple seasons right from the top before you even know if anyone likes the first one. Um, But it's a giant series. I'm looking forward to seeing it. This is like the one I'm most curious about other than like House of the Dragon. Beyond that. Perfect. All right. Yeah, there's a rumor that young Princess Leia will appear in the Obi-Wan Kenobi suit. What do you think of that?
0: Yeah, it sounds interesting. So, she would be about 10 years old on Alderaan. I originally thought it was only going to be like we would only see young Luke and Obi-Wan is like on Tatooine, but mm-hmm. I did not expect him to maybe see young Princess Leia and apparently she's supposed to set off his whole adventure. So, I don't know what's going to happen, but I would love to live to see a little tiny Princess oh, yeah, baby yeah. Leia in the Obi-Wan suit. I think she should be fun. Okay. Okay. Up next, Andy Serkis, who plays Gollum or played Gollum, will record the whole of uh, Lord of the Rings audiobook. He will record all of Lord of the Rings'
1: audiobooks. That's great. I don't really need 20 seconds for this one. Yeah, that sounds great. (laughs) I would get those. Gollum, Andy Serkis, really, really talented guy, played Gollum, has the legendary voice. Like, I can't do it. Um, I'm curious to see what he'll do for all the other characters. I mean, get a great voice actor in there, get like a cast of 100 and just let him loose. see what kind of new croakings he can uh he can yeah. he can find. Yay. <laughs> All right. Mia. <clears throat> Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas has joined the cast of Indiana Jones Five <laughs> alongside Harrison Ford, Phoebe Waller Bridge, and man's Mickelson.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a really star-studded cast and I've like I'm really super behind on like watching Indiana any Indiana Jones, but this one sounds interesting. Um I don't know what Antonio Banderas will be doing. I think the last thing I saw him in was Shrek as Puss in Boots. So That was a while ago. <laughs> yeah, it's nice that he'll be back with Harrison Ford. I think it's yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Okay. Ooh. The first season, Dan, of uh, The Last of Us on HBO will cost at least $100 million. Okay.
1: Last of Us, zombie show, Peter Pascal and Bella Ramsey of Game of Thrones veterans in the leads. That's surprising. I mean, it, it is and isn't. Like, this show shouldn't be that. It, it, it's it, it's a zombie show. So, it's like people in locations that are already there fighting people in makeup. It shouldn't be that expensive. But, again, you need to throw this money at the wall to make a dent in, in this escalating arms ring. <laughs> Okay, um, we're done. The rules are we can't keep talking, so we gotta. I have more thoughts, but I I just can't say them. All right, um, Marvel found a director for their Blade movie, uh, Basam Tariq. He was pretty. I mean, like, he directed, like, a a, a popular indie movie, but he's, he's, he's pretty new. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think it's it's awesome that, you know, A, like, yeah, they're taking a chance with these new directors, yeah. diverse directors. Blade seems so, so far away with everything yes. that's queued up in front. So, it's nice to see that they are working on something. It's just like, I don't know when we're ever going to see Blade stop because there's just so much stuff front-loaded in the MCU with Phase 4 and maybe even Phase 5.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Julie. I like the red, too. It... um. Is oppressive and scary, which means that we will follow its rules exactly.
0: Okay, Dan, Game of Thrones director Alan Taylor will helm AMC's Interview with a Vampire series. Yeah,
1: again, another um, giant cinematic universe is trying to they're going to try to make Anne Rice's books vampire books and witches books into like the cinematic universe. Alan Taylor, he wrote the episode where Ned Stark dies. So, so that's a pretty big one, and a bunch yeah. of others. Um, yeah, you could do a lot worse for the man who's going to direct your pilot and spearhead your thing than someone who has who has expertise in that thing all right all right this is a pretty interesting one Mm -hmm. so the streaming wars are all happening how about that how about this from netflix they're going to start streaming video games.
0: Yeah, I was trying to figure out what that meant. It looks like they want to—I don't I really know—to <laughs> dive into the video game industry. So they are going to be um, releasing apps on mobile that is free to subscribers. So um, other people have done it. Like YouTube has streaming in video games, or you know something like that, and Apple as well. So
1: it's a complicated topic. We're not. Video it's experts. complicated. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So here we go. Fear Street Director wants an MCU-style uh, universe based on the R.L. side books.
1: Everything is a freaking cinematic universe thing. Like, yeah, you have one hit, and then you want to build out 30,000 shows about, you know, this kind of um, horror series. I read Goosebumps when I was a kid, by the way. I read a lot of them. I have yeah. a giant box. I'm, I'm not sure if it's still stole my parents' house somewhere. Um, I
0: mean... <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You don't mean... <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, and the final story: um, Amazon is adapting Neil Gaiman's uh, *Anansi Boys* his limited series. Neil Gaiman, man,
0: yeah, he's doing a lot of stuff, and I, I need to look into this series as well because I like I have no clue what this one is about. But I saw a um, contributor of mine tweet was like, "Hey, the you know the Neil cinematic universe is happening because yes. we've got that, we've got the Good Omens, Good Omens and two American Gods, and, and American Gods, Yeah. So there's a lot he's of everywhere. stuff going on. He's everywhere, and I think this is his time.
1: Good. Excellent. That was good. <laughs> All right. Um, and that is the end of this episode of Take the Black. You know, um, if you want to give us a like, a subscribe if you're on YouTube, a bell if you're on YouTube, uh, a five-star rating if you're on iTunes, anywhere you can compliment us, just go ahead and do it. Um, we are available on podcast form, wherever podcasts are available, iTunes, Google Play, etc., and so forth. And, you know, we love doing this for you. We love talking. We love chatting. We love bringing you into our thoughts our thoughts. And we are here live every Wednesday from, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, Madagascar and with our thoughts on pop culture movies, TV on every Wednesday at 4 PM central standard time at the winter is coming Facebook page and the winter is coming YouTube page. So thanks for watching and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.
3: This podcast is brought to you by Fansiding. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports, to pop culture, and everything in between. Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Super Beats Heart Choose Advanced. From the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beat brand for heart health support, For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats hard shoes on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping.